This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a little time traveling twist. Ashley, when the hell are we this week? Well, here's a twist. We're back in 2021. Oh, gosh. No, wait. It's 1999. What is time? (laughs) Hmm. All we know is we're about to end one year and start something brand new. New release season three is coming soon. You better stay tuned. In the meantime, let us say goodbye to the last perfect, flawless, utterly awesome, best decade ever of our lifetimes. Bye, 90s. Baby, bye, bye, bye. We're finishing the 90s. 1999. The end of the road for the 90s and the 20th century. The year 2000 was just around the corner, but first, the world would have to get past the dreaded Y2K. 99 Mm. would be a cliffhanger ending, with twists and turns right up to the finale, where it would be the end of the road for a famed director. A tragedy would unfold in Colorado, and there would be a hit on a king. Get ready. (laughs) This finale is going to be a doozy. I recognize that well. This finale oh, is going to be a doozy. A doozy. So thank you, Weird History on YouTube, for that little recap. Appreciate it. Um, now I think it's time to go back one last time. Back to the future? No. Maybe? Mm, back to when reality <laughs> became a thing of the past. After all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the Matrix. Oh yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So we free your mind. (laughs) We are, um, our minds are blown. What's what's left of them from all the time and space jet lag that we've, we've suffered um, all the whiplash. So instead of going out to the theaters to see this, we figured we'd lean into the present decade that we're in and stream it on HBO max. Apparently that's a thing. Apparently it's a little sketchy to go out into movie theaters at the mm-hmm. time we came, we came back in a, into some weird circumstances, but we're just going to talk about the movie. So we just finished the credits and we're still processing. So bear with us, but mm-hmm. Ashley, what did you make of the matrix the matrix. resurrections? <laughs> um, it's hard because there's so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I have you seen say, the original? I've so I've seen the original, but I haven't seen two or three. So I'm not sure if that played into my confusion with four or not. Maybe it did. Um, it was a really long movie, so I'm still kind of a little like matrix lagged, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So this the reason the tie-in here with the podcast, it one is the first Matrix came out in 1999. And then the next two came out in 2003, I want to say, um, a few years later. And so a lot of time has gone by. This is um, a sequel that's coming out, you know, almost 20 years, uh, over 20 years from the original and almost 20 years from the sequels. So uh, it's understandable if you didn't have time to rewatch all the original movies like I did. 
Um, yep. <laughs> of course. It certainly helps because at least rewatching the first one, I mean, this movie is literally like layered with mm. image images, flashbacks, like screens projecting um, uh, scenes from the original Matrix into the movie. So, I mean, this movie opens with a shot by shot remake with new characters of the original film where Trinity is like in a building about to answer a phone and the, uh, the, the cops are going in to try and take her, uh, take her away. And the agents arrive and are like, your men are already dead. Dead. Yeah. Um, so now this, there's a new Trinity. Um, but there's also the old Trinity and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the movie wasn't confusing, but it, it certainly helped if, uh, you were familiar with the <laughs> the original <laughs> trilogy, especially the first one, because um, mm-hmm. yeah. it was just kind of like playing off of so many of the iconic moments from that. Uh, Derek, what was your kind of uh, initial reaction to this? <laughs> uh, confused. Yeah. <laughs> and hyped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after two and a half hours, I was kind of over it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of I mean, it's weird. I, I think a lot of people are going to have that reaction, but I think also it, it is very satisfying for hardcore Matrix fans. The, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the big problem with sequels and reboots and remakes and requels and, and um, all like this whole phenomenon is that you're not going to ever have the same impact uh, like story-wise, philosophically, that this movie first had. Like now, simulation theory is something people talk about uh, ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and The Matrix was like, I don't think when I was uh, 17 or, or whatever, um, when the first one came out, that I was, like I knew it seemed really deep, but I was like blown away more by the action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was revolutionary for, um, I mean, people will point out some of the movies that it heavily borrowed from with the slow-mo action and stuff. But for most people, this was kind of their first exposure to some of those effects. What did y'all think about the action in the new movie? I thought it was really good. Went on a little too long for me. Like every scene was kind of like, instead of like a minute or two of action, it was like seven minutes. I was like, okay, like I don't need to watch him battling agent Smith in a basement for like eight minutes. (laughs) Like it just didn't do it for me. I don't know. Right. I thought, Maybe I mean, I the slow-mo that slowed it. Yeah. That yeah. Added. And then like the slow-mo and then the, the reverse slow-mo, but also it's going fast. It's just like, I don't know. I couldn't get behind it. I wanted to, cause I really liked, I remember 19 watching it when I was 12 and being like, oh, this action seems so cool. And like, it's a really interesting concept. And then to see like a similar thing in 2021 didn't really, it wasn't as exciting for me. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think they tried to innovate a little bit. I, I don't mm-hmm. even know how to describe what was going on in that train fight. Um, oh, yeah. Derek, Derek said something about like the frame rate was was slowing down, um, but they were doing some kind of like almost jerky. I, usually the 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 you know, the most iconic effect, the bullet time, which they reference all throughout yeah. this movie. Um, <laughs> this movie is so self-referential. It might make a lot of people cringe. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I kind of liked it. Basically, the way that they uh, increase the the stakes or up the ante here is they just go so, so many layers deep into the Matrix. There's been like five, four or five versions of the Matrix. Keanu, 
uh, Keanu's character, Neo, is a working for a game developer as a coder. For the Matrix game. And he's, <laughs> yeah, creating a Matrix game. Um, and they're about to release the fourth Matrix. He's already created three Matrix games, which <laughs> are, mm-hmm. you know, conveniently uh, uh, sequential to the movies. And he's working on the fourth. So they're like sitting around the table at one point talking about what the plot of the fourth one should be like what the meaning of uh, of all of this is and it's it's very you know that's that's where it gets like the most literally um self-referential mm-hmm. but i don't know what how did you like all of the allusions to you know, you know the breaking of the fourth wall ashley um so i'm just gonna put this out there i didn't like this movie at all okay <laughs> yeah so it's really hard for me to be even like I mean, I think I had some cool scenes. I really like Neil Patrick Harris. I like Jonathan Groffman, Groff, Jonathan Groff, who was mm-hmm. a mine hunter who played Agent Smith. I thought his character was great, but I've never really been into the Neo Trinity thing. I just like don't. Okay. The first one was cool, so it's really like I was watching this and I was like, it's two and a half hours. Okay, it's two and a half hours. Well, so, so Drew, you don't. Yeah. So Drew, you you had mentioned this is uh, a love story, but how did you phrase it? I mean, I, I just think the, the common thread through all the movies is like, is their love will kind of literally lift. like a sci-fi <laughs> love story. Yeah, well, it's like it's it's a love story. It's a sci-fi story and it's definitely an action movie as well. But if you're like ranking the hierarchy of what's most important mm-hmm. uh, to the characters, I mean, it's it's the love story. I mean, that's what this whole movie is. Neo trying to free Trinity. And mm-hmm. then kind of working towards, you know, who is more um, powerful? Are they more powerful together? You know, is she actually the one potentially? Um, and so if you don't buy into their kind of central yeah. love story, then it's really hard to to get behind these movies. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it's like it's one of the more unusual and moving love stories that's within uh an action film like this or a sci-fi film in my opinion because normally that seems like tacked on to the plot and here i feel like it is the whole thrust of yeah. all the movies basically but that doesn't mean yeah 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 lots of thrusting <laughs> um I, I i know neither of y'all have seen spider-man um but that's the spider-man yeah the new spider-man oh no um, it's, you know, dominating the box office back in present day. So as soon as we got back, I went to see that and I'm not going to say anything about the plot or, you know, any spoilers for that movie, but it's interesting that these movies are coming out within a week of each other because, um, you know, we've had a spider into the spider verse movie. Mm-hmm. The new Spider-Man is kind of about the metaverse. And all I'll say is it's heavily, heavily, heavily referential to the other Spider-Man movies. Huh. So there is this kind of weird um, uh, symmetry between the Matrix and the Spider-Man movies, which like the original uh, live action Spider-Man uh, with Tobey Maguire came out in 2002. Uh, so these these franchises have been, well, the Matrix has been dormant, whereas Spider-Man's been you know popping up uh, the whole time, but uh, they've landed in a similar place. So I what's just that, that what's was... the other, that's interesting. What's the other, did you like the Spider-Man movie? Oh yeah. It's, it's awesome. Did you yeah. watch the one before with Tom Holland? 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. seen them all. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I like one for it. So maybe yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely a crowd pleaser. I don't think anyone that's seen it has had anything negative to say about it that I've heard. So and um, it's making a shitload of money. It's making like the most money since Avengers Endgame. Uh, so wow. the box office is back. So we should watch Spider-Man and not Matrix Resurrection. Yeah, well, now we should get back this to the podcast <laughs> is about the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just had to mention it because it's like a pop culture phenomenon that's probably going to take some of the wind out of the Matrix's sales, especially in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. But the Matrix is more R-rated. It's more of a hardcore um, action movie for sure. And I thought like the new version of Morpheus was a cool mm-hmm. portrayal. Yeah, I like that too. What was the the skin called or the his like the oh yeah microbial suit or I don't know what it was called, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's the only main character in the movie that's not that doesn't have like a flesh and blood, um, uh, you know, analog. So when he is in the real world, not the Matrix, they have to bring him in as this yeah kind of like particle um, mm-hmm. creature, um, kind of like the Sandman. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was uh, that was a cool effect. What did you think of the uh, the special effects and just kind of the overall sci-fi elements in this? I thought the special effects were really good. Yeah. I mean, I knew they would be good. That's why you, that's why I would see a Matrix movie. Yeah. Um, but even like, let's see. I'm trying to think of like their fight scenes. Even though they're a bit long, there were some cool scenes in it. I liked. I still like when Neo like pushes things away with his hands. Like the trucks are coming mm-hmm. full force into them in the motorcycle, and he's like pushing them away. And like th- those scenes are pretty cool. I was impressed by that. Um, and I liked seeing Neil Patrick Harris and when she was like beating him up at the end, and he was like face was like getting like moved to the side, and then you could see like the code in his face, and like that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. One thing these movies have always done pretty well is ground the action in like hand-to-hand combat mm-hmm. if you see um uh here here we go with the marvel movies again <laughs> if you see it like a lot of these like modern superhero movies they'll end up as they get you know as the fights get bigger and bigger they get more and more incomprehensible and cgi'd and it's just kind of hard to see what's what's really happening it happens in some of the matrix sequels um they were in an interesting technological period where they were trying to do they were really trying to push the limits of how many agent Smiths they could get on screen at one time. And at certain points it, it looks like a straight up video game, but maybe yeah. that's okay. Um, in this movie, they went kind of back to a lot of hand to hand combat when they punch, you know, a pillar and the, mm-hmm. the concrete explodes and stuff. I mean, it, the action feels very real and very legible. Uh, so I appreciated that about it. And like the, there are so many moments where, in all the movies where Neo has to kind of just rediscover who he is or, you know, reach within for a deeper power, snap out of whatever trance he's in. And those moments are pretty much always satisfying. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, wait for it, wait for it. Okay. There he goes. He's ready. He like clenches his his fists and you're like, Oh, he's going to do something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or you like see them back in the the ship because they're in the matrix and the and but his body is in the in the ship and you'll see that the people like you know talking trying to like rouse them out of it or you'll see their bodies getting pummeled like while they're strapped mm-hmm. in it's it's a cool uh it's like spitting blood they're just sitting there yeah 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 exactly well 
let's talk about the big turn in the movie because pretty once they finally uh, free, well, they go on a mission to free Trinity. Basically, the whole movie is building up to, you know, will they free her? Does she even want to be freed from the Matrix? So they concoct this plan that gives her the choice. Um, she has a pretty cool life uh, in the Matrix. She builds motorcycles. She's some kind of welder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she she like uh, rides motorcycles for leisure and maybe she welds something for, for her profession. She's got kids um, and a husband who is kind of patronizing and, and uh, maybe she's over him, it turns out. But and she hinted at not wanting children too. So she's like clearly in like a family dynamic she doesn't want. Yeah, it, but there's a lot of drama when uh, Neo strikes a deal with Neil Patrick Harris's uh, character. His character is called the Analyst. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, strikes a deal with him that he's going to give Trinity the option to leave. And if she says yes, then they, they have to let them go free. And if she says no, then he can kill Neo. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So at first it seems like she's gonna she's gonna leave. She can't, you know, throw everything away because she doesn't remember. She doesn't fully she's had dreams, but she doesn't fully remember everything with Neo. And then um at the last minute she turns around and here's we actually have a clip from that. Tiffany stop calling me that i hate that name <laughs> my name is trinity and you better take your hands off of me yeah. punch punch kick 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 <laughs> Neo! Trinity! <laughs> <laughs> there were so many moments in the movie where i was like he's back finally in trinity <laughs> is finally back at the end. I mean, what did you find that turn satisfying, Ashley? No, you were just, <laughs> you were just checked out. Well, and part of me, I mean, this wouldn't have been like the overall message very good because I know like they're better together and stronger and blah, blah, blah. But I kind of wanted Neo to not survive and then have Trinity to be like the actual like powerful being. And she's well, really truly the one. Well, I, I, I mean, that is kind of what happens. So they, sort, yeah, they run away and they jump off a building together and just, they're going to, you know, he's tried to jump off a building several times, like in the, in the years since the other movies and this one, apparently, and every time he just falls, um, and starts the loop back over again. So this time he jumps off the building with her and they're following, they're following, they're following. And then fine at the last second or not the last second, but, um, and then she holding him starts floating and is holding him. Yeah. So she can fly. Um, yeah. She doesn't need him. Just drop him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy (laughs) that you didn't, you didn't like their love story. I mean, it's not crazy, but I don't really know. I mean, you just probably too much time had passed and, you know, any kind of built up sentimentality you Mm -hmm. or nostalgia you had for the original movies. Because I do yeah. It was gone. Yeah. Cause I do remember rooting for them. And I even remember thinking like when the movie came out, which I'm just remembering now, it's kind of embarrassing. But I was like, Oh, if I have a daughter, I'm gonna name her Trinity. Like she's so cool. Yeah. And like, I really liked, like, I really liked the first movie. So I probably should have rewatched it, but this one was just, it was so long for me. Like I can't like two and a half hours of 
really long action, like really draw. I don't know. I just couldn't yeah. get into it as much as I wanted to. And I wanted to hear more about like the analyst character and like have him more in the movie. And I don't know. Yeah. Lot. Yeah. There's, I mean, the original is pretty much a perfect movie for, for, for what it's trying to do. And then the sequels are much messier and much more mm-hmm. uh, overwrought with kind of explaining and, and long philosophical monologues. Um, but they have their moments. I feel like this fourth movie is a mashup of all of the, all of those yeah. things. Um, it's maybe more satisfying than the, the sequels in a, in a sense, in my opinion, but not more satisfying as a standalone movie than the original. That's for sure. I mean, this movie can't, I, I actually like this approach to rebooting where it's not like a new take or like a, mm-hmm. a, um, a version of the matrix that's just like has all the soul of the original stripped out of it. And they're just kind of using the name or something and remaking it with new people. I mean, this is reckoning with everything from the other movies and that makes it really messy because they're trying to cram so much in, but if it, in the moments where it works, I think it's, it, it really pays off. Um, so yeah um let's play one more clip because i want to talk about the grand theme of this movie and our podcast at large set and setting right oh no it's all about set (laughs) and setting Mm -hmm. after our first contact went so badly we thought elements from your past might help ease you into the present nothing comforts anxiety like a little nostalgia Ah, so yes. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia is time travel, is it not? I mean, <laughs> is that not what we're doing here? I mean, yeah. With this movie and with the podcast at large, we are, you know, traveling back in time to a time where, in some cases, we have like a strong emotional connection to the movie itself. In other cases, maybe just the time period. Um, but there's an element as well of escapism and nostalgia. So, I mean, like, are you living, if you're living in the past too much, then you're not in the present. You're not in the, um, like, you know, if this movie is living too much, relying too much on people's goodwill from the original matrix, then someone like Ashley, um, is a, you know, life is now live in the moment type thinker. Um, might <laughs> might not appreciate it as much. I don't know. What? How do y'all think, like, do you think this movie relies too much on nostalgia? Do you think our podcast relies too much oh, no, on destroy nostalgia? It. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I mean, nostalgia is really powerful when it's, it's just hard for me because according to the, the Matrix, it is 20 years later and I did and I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. So maybe if I had watched it, it would have changed my mindset going into watching this new one. Um. So I think it's nostalgia is extremely powerful and I would like to continue this podcast. So, <laughs> cool. I mean, we're, but if not- you think of like the never ending story and like gremlins and like movies we've watched that we watched as kids and you get like a special appreciation for them watching them now, it's just to watch a futuristic movie like that was from a movie that was 20 years ago. It's just the other way around. Yeah. So I prefer to keep going back in the past. <laughs> okay. Um, we will. I mean, and to be clear, we are literally traveling in time but for the viewers and the listeners um 
the closest y'all can do is by watching these movies and listening to us because not everyone can be trusted with the advanced yeah. technology that, that we have. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought the movie did a good job of, I mean, it's impossible for me to tell because I rewatched it, but they tried their damnedest to, you know, show to bring the original Matrix into this movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that wasn't enough or I mean like maybe that wasn't an effective tactic and the only real way to drum it up was to um kind of remind yourself by rewatching. Derek did you um how did you feel this movie worked on a nostalgic level that make you you know did it remind you of the the good times you've had with Matrix past uh yeah and no <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's difficult to answer that to be honest um the whole neo trinity story absolutely and then they just didn't cover what i loved about the original matrix which is just these uh ideologies and theories and you know yeah. kind of you know they they didn't really dive into that as much as i would have liked but yeah the love story absolutely I mean, really, a, oh, go yeah. ahead. I was just gonna say, on a concept level, they had one idea. I mean, the the idea that the world is a simulation and the real world is actually us being in pods, being farmed by machines, and the what we think of us sitting here um, recording a podcast is just a computer simulation. So that was like mm-hmm. that was ahead of its time in 1999. I mean, I, I, they didn't invent the idea, but they made it pop culture yeah um yeah and now with the sequels and the new movie all they did is like keep delving deeper into that idea but without really any new uh new philosophical like concept that would ever rival it yeah i mean you know because i think just talking more about the same philosophy and ideology isn't isn't effective either because that's kind of what the the sequels do to to a uh, extreme and probably to a fault at times Mm -hmm. so they i mean and i don't know how you come up with you've already come up with like you only get one world changing idea for these characters to live within most likely um i mean it's like the marvel characters introducing the multiverse into these (laughs) storylines and now all of a sudden you know there can be like three different versions of spider-man but yeah anyway so they could have like it, it would have gotten incredibly messy if they tried to introduce like another like the humans were the machines or something <laughs> yeah yeah well they didn't they, they even say in this movie that just as an offhanded remark like people have um theorized that neo was created by the machines or working mm-hmm. with the machines and um, well and the analyst recreated neo and trinity right was yeah. that yeah okay well so what's what is kind of interesting and mind blowing about this movie is when they try to explain why any of this exists. Mm-hmm. So Neo exists and Trinity exists as a counterbalance, uh, a counterbalance, counterbalance, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> counterbalance, counterbalance. I don't know what I was trying to say um, uh, as forces that will like keep the matrix keep everyone that's like going about their normal lives in the matrix um 
happy because like you need these randomized agents and forces in the matrix. You need like a figure like that is going to rebel against it in order to keep it intact. I mean, you know, they've Mm -hmm. been experimenting with all these weird tactics over the course of four different matrix versions that, and cause at some point the people in the matrix always like rise up or, or try to leave. And, and so they've invented like these God figures and these um, architect figures and Oracle figures as a way to actually keep people in check. Um, But, you know, and then it works for a time and then, and then it, and then they um, realize uh, that there's another life and somebody leads them to, you know, trying to destroy the matrix and then they rebuild it. (laughs) So it's kind of, I mean, it's interesting to think about and they go into a lot of detail, but it also starts to, feel like confusing for confusing sake at a certain point. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Derek, um, Ashley, th- we have an interesting spectrum here. I, I, I will give our recommendation um, a little bit later, but I just want to know where you're at, Derek, in terms of overall enjoyment of this. Uh, I didn't like it. Damn. Um. Wow. I, I really wanted to. I was yeah. so stoked for it. Um, yeah. Did I hate it? No. But did I like it? No. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, cool. We're going to talk about some other... Uh, I think if we're grading it on the reboot um, remake mm-hmm. scale... I mean, this is a sequel. It's not, a, it's not either of those. But if we're grading it on like the mining existing property for new material and, and bringing things back to life scale... It's pretty, it's definitely on the, the upper end, you know, better than most of those, mm-hmm. I'd say better than average, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I liked it overall, but, um, I, I'm kind of surprised by the, um, unfortunately the negative response. So, but, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't think it's invalid, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, um, sorry, y'all didn't like it more, but it's fun talking about it. Nonetheless, Ashley, would you like to sum up? The movie in the form of a poem. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sure. This one's a little shorter than usual, but should we okay. call this your freestyle rather than your poetry corner? Are these poems or freestyles? Well, they're poems. Okay. <laughs> poems <it is. clears throat> All right. Keanu Reeves, aka Neo, is back at it again. This time with the Matrix Resurrection. Is he a gamer named Tom, a badass named Neo? Maybe he should just te- take, blah, blah, blah. hold on. Maybe he <laughs> should just tell a psychoanalyst and Agent Smith, let's make it a trio. Tom slash Neo continues to dull his senses and stick to his boring ass, meaningless life by taking the blue pill. Is this a nod to America over medicating themselves and calming their true inner thrill? Hmm. If choice is the only way out, then it's back to the matrix we go, where it's more dangerous than ever before. Oh no. In the blue world, we will call it, he not so subtly stalks Tiffany, AKA Trinity, where she has a family and husband or our eyes deceivingly. She plays the game, the matrix, and it resonates. Could this really be her? Only one way to find out, abandon your family and join Neo once more. So you two can rebuild the planet, fix the matrix. I don't know. I just hope the man, I just hope the analyst makes an appearance in the next show because Neil Patrick Harris is the best, absolute best. And actually let's just have a movie about him and not the rest. On second thought, this the new Agent Smith played by Jonathan Groff was a great was a great ad. He gave us some comedy to this long and boring movie. And if I inf- if I offend anyone, my bad. Damn. That was not short. Knives out. 
Um, well, it was shorter than a lot of mine in the past. So I was like, oh. yeah. Okay. So you just want the, the analyst and agent buddy yeah. cop Hobbs and Shaw movie yep. and, and screw Trinity and Neo. They can go make mm-hmm. love in their, their pods. Their and, pods. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. I'd watch that too. Uh, as usual, you did remind me of one thing that we would be remiss if we didn't bring up, um, mm-hmm. This whole free will, you know, this whole pesky free will versus living in the matrix decision. You've kind of touched on it with Trinity. Well, you were, I thought this, I thought you were going to say she should have just stayed in her other life, but you were saying she just didn't need Neo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what do y'all think about this central philosophical question here of the movie? Not to, not to make things too heavy, but you know, should, would you choose to stay in the matrix or live this horrible dystopian existence fighting for a real, a quote unquote real life. But if you didn't know your other life was not real, which would you choose? Well, you can't choose if you don't know. Right. I guess that's where it comes. Like that's what they point out in the movie. Like once you know, you can't go back. How can you, how can you not? But I, I don't know. You can choose to take a pill and go back to forgetting that you knew so you can Mm. so you've seen that the fabric of our reality is um unfolding and that would explain a lot of things and you have an alternative where you're gonna have to fight to survive but you know it'll be real at least i don't know it's a it's a that's what made the original movie so um interesting and i'd like to i'd like to think that we're gonna fight to survive like, I'd like to hope yeah. that, but I mean, <laughs> on weekends, I'll visit the Matrix and then <laughs> Monday through Friday. I'll fight, fight for free will. Well, and that's kind of that is maybe the direction we're heading towards with uh, virtual reality or, or augmented reality, having a second, a second life ready player one style where mm-hmm. the world's pretty shitty, but then you can do whatever um, you can live out your fantasies in the uh, virtual world. So. I mean, uh, for me, I guess it's fun to think about, but it always just comes back to the, you only know what you know and as real. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm avoiding my own question (laughs) because like, if you, unless you're important to the resistance, Mm -hmm. if you're just like a random person and you, and you're convinced that the world is a simulation or you're like, you know, um, you see glitches and deja vu. The cat's name is deja vu, by the way, which a lot of people think can, you know, the shared experience that we all have of deja vu from time to time. A lot of people think confirms the existence of a simulation. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's fun to think about, but I would just go on living my same life. I mean, like, you know, if somebody told me I was the one and I would have a better, more important life, um, <laughs> in the, in the other world, maybe I would go along with it. Um, uh, if they tracked me down, but like, I don't think unless you're a Neo or a Trinity, anyone is coming for us. So, yeah. um, yeah. it would take a really powerful force to change your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, just like to show me why I was needed in the, another life or, you know, depending on how shitty my um matrix life was yeah maybe i'd roll the dice with the other one but for Mm -hmm. the most part people are better off in the matrix um and so they would just i would just stay there well i guess we're stuck here then great yeah 
Yeah, at least we can time travel. <laughs> um, okay, well, that is it for our first um, discussion of the Matrix. We will resurrect it in a little bit here. But first, let's play our favorite segment of the week, Rank the Blank. Pew, 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 pew. Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, best reboot, restart, sequel, remake, requel. you name it. Yeah, prequel. prequel. Oh, prequel, requel, dequel. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that has had a, at least a 10-year break. So that was the one caveat we added to it. For me, I was, um, and I've, as usual, didn't explain this to Derek or Ashley, yeah. but I was kind of thinking along the lines of the matrix where it would be a sequel to a dorm, a franchise that had been like 10 years dormant. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we expand it to just general remakes that opens up like a million options, because that's the time we live in, there's uh, yeah. friends reunions and a new sex in the city show and Harry Potter is getting back together apparently. And like Christine. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that I'm on board. Um, for, for that one. But I mean, like you name something that was popular, uh, in the eighties or nineties or at any, that has name recognition Mm -hmm. in a remake is probably in the works. So, um, we probably should have limited to sequels, but we didn't. So here we (laughs) are. Yeah. Ashley, do you have some examples for us? Sure. So Blade Runner 2049, Rocky Balboa, Jurassic World, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Star Wars sequels and prequels and coming soon, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, that should have been out this year, maybe even last year. Um, mm-hmm. Really looking forward to, delay. That, to that overdue sequel. Um, yeah, so, and if you want to participate and rank the blank, occasionally we will send out a poll on Instagram at New Release Podcast. So make sure to follow us there. Um, next year, we have some ideas for how to make that feed even more popping that I'm going to share <laughs> with Ashley. Soon. Pop, pop. Yep. Um, all right. So our first entry into the rank the blank is matrix resurrection. So this franchise was, um, dormant from 2003 until 2021. So that's a long time off and they made a straight up sequel after that amount of time. This is not a reboot. It's number four as they make very clear. And <laughs> it was um, mixed success, uh, mixed results, it sounds like, from <laughs> yeah. the feedback on this podcast. I think they I think they did an uh, honorable job, but um, might not work for everyone. Ashley, what's your choice? So I'm going to go with The Thing from 1982, which is a remake from a movie called The Thing from Another World, which is in, released in 1951, mm-hmm. which is based off a book called Who's Goes There, which was released in 1938. So it's been around for a while. Um, so way more than 10 years for this difference, but it's just really, we watched it um, this year with the family and it's just really incredible. So it's a great remake. I would probably say it's much better than the original. Um, and Kurt Russell is incredible. So that is my choice. Yeah, and they made a prequel uh, twenty years after that one, mm-hmm. so that that but which not is that good. 
yeah it follows like the other team of scientists um that first discover the the shape shifting alien creature um but yeah the thing is is incredible derek um i was just saying that this is like the most expansive topic we've ever done because in the last you know uh 10x number of years everything that has name recognition has been remade so (laughs) we probably should have stuck to sequels um but since i didn't (laughs) explain that um ashley has a rules again ashley has a very strong choice for me I am sticking to my own rules and picking a movie that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, not, trail. it's not Top Gun Maverick. Um, <laughs> it's Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream. Um, but I could have picked Scream 4, except that it's not that great, which also had a... So this is the second 10-year gap in the franchise's history. The first three movies came out um, pretty close together in the uh, from 96 to 2000-ish. And then there was a break until like 2011, I want to say, when Scream 4 came out. And next year we have Scream 5. Um, Does it have some of the original cast? Yeah, it has the original. It, it has pretty much the whole original nice. cast, Nev Campbell and um, Dewey um, and uh, Courtney Cox. Nice. So, yeah, they're all back. And then it has a fresh group of uh, teens for them to uh, kind of murder. Like, guide through the process <laughs> and for them to kill off yeah, yeah. The, the reason i picked this franchise is because it reminded me a lot of the matrix um scream 4 uh, the original scream is like the first self-aware i mean it gets credit for being one of the first like self-aware horror movies where the people in the movie are aware of horror tropes and mm-hmm. uh either using them as ways to um torture the the characters or in theory using them as ways to avoid getting killed um so never say i'll be right back mm-hmm. in a horror movie because uh, you'll die yep. um things Even like still that to this day i don't like saying i'll be right back yeah i know <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> uh but the and then the sequels of this movie have gone full like um matrix verse where they will have like scream. I think it's the second or third one where they're watching the movie stab, which is based on scream. And then there's later a murder in the theater. Yeah. There's a murder Dang in the it. theater. And then later, like, I think it's scream four. They'll be, they do like a series of the telephone calls to start the movie, but like, it's all, it's a movie within a movie. And then it's something mm-hmm. else within that. And they do it like four times. It's a little, it's a little um, much, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of I'm kind of down for for all that self referentialness. So I'm excited for Scream Five and hope that it's uh, really good. Derek, what's your choice? Uh, my choice is Mad Max. So the original came out Fury in, Road. Yeah. Uh, yes, Mad Max Fury Road. The original came out in 1979. Fury Road came out in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of a male uh, leading male characters, uh, a female character, which is really rad. Charlize mm-hmm. they're on mm-hmm. 2015, then, not 2019. Oh, really? Jeez. I know. All right. A little too. Uh, too soon. And then Tom Hardy played kind of the uh, the co-star. So, yeah. Great yeah. film. Both of them. Uh, Fury Road, though, just killed it. It was amazing. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's the original the original director. A lot of times, I um, mean, we should have mentioned with uh, the Matrix discussion that uh, Lana Wachowski, one of the Wachowskis, directed it and you know came up with the the story for it. Um, so it does help with these reboots and restarts to have <laughs> the original people um, making it. I think, and Mad Max has like. Uh, is like everything the originals were but even more i mean making use of of modern technology but also like filming it all on location in uh, remote parts of australia where like it's a grueling apparently a really really grueling uh film shoot but like um using a lot of a lot of practical shots and and stuff and just like um has all the uh, visual flair of that was so inventive about the original, but like times 10. So, yeah. uh, I think that was, and that was yeah, basically a 30 year gap, um, more than that from the original, but there were two sequels to the original. So that like anytime, I think these movies get, you get extra credit, the longer it is removed from the other ones when you're making, they didn't call this, um, a reboot. I think they did call this a sequel. Um, but, either way it could have just been kind of like another installment in the universe mm -hmm. so um that's a very strong choice derek ashley where yeah. should we begin where it sounds like the matrix isn't gonna fare very well it's not in this, in this uh, <laughs> segment i would maybe put the matrix last actually third or fourth anyway derek what do you think uh i mean i think i'm gonna win that's for sure. Right, right. But like, I don't know if the. Th I mean, I. It's my fault for changing the criteria after you made your choice. But yeah. you're, so you're. That's last. your fault. So. But I still think like <laughs> going from a movie from the '50s that you haven't even seen and and adding like an '80 like it's not even the same type of movie. Like it's just, sure. it's just like the same. Fine. Roughly well, the same story. I don't think it really counts. I don't think it's in the same category as any of these other choices. Well, I thought, okay, fine. So the thing can be last. <laughs> I don't really care. I'm not trying to argue about it. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Matrix will be third. Scream will be second. And Mad Max will be first. Yeah. Wow. That's my order. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I am I'm totally cheating with Scream because it's yeah. not even out. <laughs> and I would yeah. not put the thing last or third. I think the, the thing is set solid second if not first Ooh, i mean I, yeah i was only making my ashley rolled over a little quickly um, yeah I was like, on that. <laughs> but yeah and i was just making my argument against it but i i mean it's if we're ranking which derek you have to remember we're not ranking which movie is the best um but we're ranking you know the best choice for this category so I don't know. I think it's the with the, the the degree of difficulty is the least for the thing in terms mm -hmm. of like having to live up to the original or build on the original. It just got to do its own thing. Um, <laughs> so, okay. yeah. well, I'll put I'll do Mad Max Scream, I suppose. Then I'm gonna do the thing, and then we do Matrix. <laughs> okay. Well, as long as Matrix is last. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who grabs the sun? Riding to the ladder! That when he sprays the chrome in his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's not a lot of words in this movie. It's a lot of it's, action. It's yeah. all action and visuals. So, soundtrack is good though. All right. Well, that's it for Rank the Blank. Sorry, Matrix fans, but <laughs> you we went from a run of the movies winning to um, the Matrix getting dead last. So yep. <laughs> pretty rare that the... it got fourth just that it wanted. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It is number four. Good job. Yeah. Good symmetry mm -hmm. there. All right. Well, that's it for Rank the Blank this week. Now back to our feature presentation. All right. Well, now that the dust has settled and it's a little, it's been a little while since we watched the movie, um, we're reconvening to um, give our final thoughts and kind of take stock of the response to the movie. Ashley, how are people, um, how are critics and people on the street and your friends and your uh, pets responding <laughs> to The Matrix? Uh, people liked it more than I did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I but been... not like as strong. I mean, it's like sixty percent ish, so not super strong. Yeah, um, if you're judging by like the Twitter response, now that we're back in twenty twenty one, we can mm -hmm. um, reference that. I, I I heard I saw a lot of raves trickling in, like people loving how weird it is, how messy it is. So maybe I was, you know, I hate to like, um, see any of that really before I've I've seen the movie, but um people did seem to be celebrating kind of just how much they were going for it. Yeah. I mean, they did go for it. Well, yeah. Fail. So. Um, but some of the reviews were the matrix resurrections is a breath of fresh air in a time when reboots are a dime a dozen. There we go. And then you have another one that says, eventually the matrix resurrection suffers from the very thing it is poking fun at. What once was a dynamic game changing idea has been turned into just another consumer's product on autopilot. I mean, and they are fully aware of the, yeah, that being a critique and they address it head on. Mm -hmm. I mean, like in the movie, they, <laughs> right. they call out all the critiques of it and they are turning it into a consumer's product as, as a video game. So that doesn't make it immune to the critique, but they're aware of it. So yeah. that's it. Th those were kind of two, um, responses that we touched on our, ourselves. So those, mm -hmm. those, that's, uh, affirmative or affirming and, then, and as yeah. far as awards nah, not yet don't yeah. know <laughs> too, <laughs> too soon. soon um but how's so, it doing in the box office i know we mentioned the spider-man movie kind of yeah so it's hanging in the, it's hanging in there it's also um competing with sing 2 um so oh. let's see on its first day of release um yeah we've got spider-man raking in uh, another 27 million dollars wow sing Jesus. 2 Coming in second with eight million, and the Matrix with six million. Now these are dailies, not um, mm -hmm. full weekends like we usually give. Um, and there's a new uh, Ashley. If you had to guess the name of a prequel to The Kingsman, uh, which just came out, what would your guess be? Um, prequel to The Kingsman, The Boyhood. It's the King's apostrophe S, the King's yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I really like those movies just as a, I think they're awesome. Yeah. The action is, is pretty it's like unmatched. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Vaughn, who directed Kick-Ass, uh, oh. directed those um, in some yeah. of the X-Men movie. 
movies. Those are really good. Um, so yeah, that's at number four, um, which I didn't even realize was out. Um, but we're still getting our feet under underneath us um, after the big journey back from the '90s. So yeah, it's uh, it's of course also streaming. The Matrix is Spider Man. Spider Man's not exclusive to theaters. Oh, okay. Um, Sing two exclusive to theaters get your uh kids in those seats asap um <laughs> once they've already seen spider-man i guess and matrix yeah you can watch at home so. mm, okay so i yeah. think i already know the answer to this but is this a new release old news or are we going to remake it again <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna this do is another? this is a fun um it's fun to do this movie or do this uh question for a new movie because it's literally a new release, but yeah. it's also old news, like right. <laughs> because it's all about the old movies. So, um, but basically, this means do we recommend it or not? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll start with y'all. Um, Derek. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, it's a new release. Okay. Oh, came full circle. And hopefully, the analyst and uh, Agent Smith have a spinoff. Yes, I would yeah. love that. Um, I'm going to say it is old news, even though it's a new release. And I would not recommend it unless you're a super fan of The Matrix. But if you are, just watch the first one again. Yeah, well, maybe you should take your own advice. Um, yeah, I should. <laughs> you're right. Well, that's that was part of the nostalgic factor when I was watching this one. I was like, there are some scenes that they were showing in this one. I was yeah. like, oh, like I miss seeing that one, the first one. Like maybe so I can yeah. go back. Drew? Yeah. Uh, definitely a new release. I mean, you know, I think you could to bring it back to the Spider-Man movies one more time. Like <laughs> if you enjoyed, if you have a lot of nostalgia for any iteration of Spider-Man, including any of the Marvel movies, like they have so much more to draw from in that the where like may, and maybe even if you've somehow never seen a Spider-Man movie, you're still going to like that movie, but it, mm -hmm. it augments the, the effect. I think with this, if somehow you've never seen a Matrix movie or, you know, you haven't watched it since it came out, like Ashley, yeah, it's going to it's going to be pretty grating. Um, mm -hmm. I think this this needs it probably relies on that nostalgia quite a bit. So it's a new release with um, old flare, heavy undercurrents <laughs> of, of old news. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah. So. New release from my perspective is if you love the idea of the Matrix. Yeah. Absolutely. Do y'all want the Matrix Five? No. No. Uh, remissions. <laughs> remissions. I'm all over the place. <laughs> what about? Yeah, I don't want another one, but I like this one kind of. Um, no. Do you, other, I do... do you have any other name ideas? The analyst. Relo what do we got? Reloaded. Um, revolutions. Matrix. Resurrections. An Matrix. Analyze that. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> That's not bad. It doesn't have it. It doesn't start with an R. <laughs> matrix reanalyze they might have already made they made analyze that and analyze this i'm pretty oh, sure i know <laughs> but it, it doesn't say matrix in front of it i, I think mine was pretty good remissions is uh just them in like their pods uh being old yeah, <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> yeah. can't wait for that one yep. um okay so this is going to be pretty easy but how 90s is this 2020 20 2020 2021 hit <laughs> Um, it's pretty dang nineties. I mean, it because of the the how 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 reliant and referential it is to the original movie. Yeah, the nineties. So, 
Um, right now we have Home Alone. And Keanu with, wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Huge oh, go for it. But I was say, right now we have Home Alone with 90 out of 90 points. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with 89 and Pump Up the Volume with 87 out of 90. So we're just ranking based on hair, actors, music, tropes. But yeah, Keanu's pretty. Keanu's, Keanu's hair and he's an actor. So he gets a solid 30 there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are a lot of clips to the 90s movies. Yeah. The same fighting style for the most part. Um, 50. Yeah, I yeah. think that's fair. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's impossible to answer this question because it's a, a new movie. Um, mm-hmm. but it's and it's set. It wasn't set in the in 1999 to start with. It was set in like a indeterminate uh time yeah. in, in the future. Um, where they were like they were trying to guess what the date was. I feel like at some point. So it's futuristic. Um, but the concepts got popularized in the 90s because of this movie <laughs> and right. the actors so let's yeah. go to 51 so it's not the same as problem child okay and it's below wild at heart which you love so 51 it is and then what do we want to include in the new release gift shop so each week we take something from the movie then we sell it and make lots of money off of it right now uh, we have a pet sh- right now we have a pet shop with ferrets in it so just like right. everyone now <laughs> <laughs> from kindergarten cop um yeah what it's easy what are we gonna sell um we can sell pills um are we already selling pills probably but you know (laughs) we can sell red and blue pills and they may or may not what about a purple pill change your whole life oh you want to combine them you have to take Mm -hmm. one of each to like go on a a real thrill ride you just go on a journey for a little bit then you come back yeah we should uh you're right Wait, we should invent our own pill. So there's in the matrix, the red pill will um, make you see the world for what it really is. And the blue pill will keep you sedated and all your senses um, go about your, your robotic life um, in the matrix. So we will sell um, purple pills, purple pills, like the the Eminem group or the D12 song. D12. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we can sell, we can play that music and what do they do? Mm, let's see. They can make you nostalgic for things that sucked. No. <laughs> Why would you want to take that? Well, they take, could. So the purple yeah. pill takes you out of uh, the simulation, but then brings you back in. So it does the same thing as the. It's just it, the temporary. It's temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, so you, you can get see this... a glimpse, and you come back, and then is it erased? Would you see? I think the purple pill should make like maybe it takes you back in time. Ooh, a time traveling pill. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we we harness cool. our powers from the podcast and um it'll take you uh to a random point in the past. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and that'll Does be bring the... you back or you just live in that the past. No, it brings you oh, back. Yeah, it'll wear off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Purple All right. Pills that... Cool. Time traveling pill. Perfect. That's the most complex thing that we've ever sold. Yeah. In our gift I, think it's, I think it's going to be a big hit. You think it's more complex than, um, let's see. Kettle corn? A jar of tears. We need to, yeah. Yeah, we need to revisit this. I think um, we're going to get into, well, where are we at? Are we about to get into next? Yeah. Next week. Mm-hmm. 
Perfect segue. Okay. Um, yeah. So at the start of our next episode, um, I think we should do one more look back at some of our favorite things uh, from 1990 before we say goodbye completely. We should, you know, pick our top sellers from the reveal the top sellers from the gift shop. Um, okay. Some of our give some awards to some of the the movies that we saw um, in 1990, but ne- mostly next week we are going to be previewing everything that is coming in season three of new release so we have a pretty exciting lineup of movies and we have a new twist we're going to be time traveling and we're gonna be time traveling like never before a lot Um, yeah (laughs) so we are going to have a new device that will be revealed next week and it's going to allow us to cover a lot of ground um so stay tuned for that and uh stay tuned every week by subscribing all you have to do is search new release on spotify or apple and you'll see our bright blue cover art that says new release with a um little tagline that we just added to it that's hopefully showing up now so um (laughs) Subscribe, find the new release cover, and rate us five stars. Derek, did you rate us five stars on Spotify yet? Nope. You only gave us one star. Damn. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Spotify lets you do ratings now. So make sure uh make sure rate to rate us. us for whatever that's worth. Um, but yeah. That's, <laughs> and follow uh, us on Instagram at new release podcast. Woo-woo. I always said dot com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have that URL. Um, yeah, so that's basically a wrap on 1990. Oh, wait, is that what you were supposed to say? It's okay. You can say it. We can all say it together on three. One, two, three. That's That's a wrap wrap. on 1990. Bye, bye, bye. Later. It's a glitch. It's fine.